It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 63. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. We're back. We are. It's been a while. It feels like it. I feel like I haven't been recording in forever. Am I talking into the right end of this thing? (laughs) Is this where you go? You were. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're back. There. Now I'm back from being back. (laughs) It's like being 17 again. Oh, dear. Is this the right spot? Is this where it goes? Where do I put this? (laughs) 17, huh? (laughs) I was a late bloomer. (laughs) We're back. We're back. We we went on vacation again. People are probably like, Jesus. I know. Dial it down. But we just did it because we're sad when the kids aren't home. So we go make ourselves happy. Yeah. So they went to their other parents. We went somewhere else. So we went so so we fled the country <laughs> on our big exciting Disney cruise. Yes. And before you think we're awful because we took a Disney cruise without our children. First off, you haven't met them. They, <laughs> they totally deserve that. <laughs> we're taking a Disney cruise with them next, next year. Yeah. And they went on one like two years ago. Yeah, they're fine. So they're fine. They're not hurting. Don't cry for them, Argentina. No. And other non. Argentinians <laughs> So so there should be a whole Host a bevy of things If you will and you will uh, To talk about this week what do you got in store for people Yes well I want to talk about Peloton's acquisition I want to talk about the all for one ride I want to okay. talk about the I have a little I want to have a discussion About the instructor groups Okay Uh-oh. And <laughs> And uh And then, of course, we have our amazing interview with Chrissy Blackwood. Well, that sounds delightful. So before we dig into that, uh, a few shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. If you haven't left a review, there's still time. There is. Because there's no expiration date. Mm -mm. But that means there's still time. (laughs) Not wrong. So uh, would you like to hear a new review? You know I would. Uh, This is from Chicken Tenders and Taco Meat. Delightful. Like they That's are. like your favorite I should, things. I just I was like, I wonder it does Is I've that never, gonna be your screen name? I've never thought of this. Maybe it's chicken tenders on a bed of taco meat. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, well, he could be onto something, or she. <laughs> they say Thanks Tom and Crystal for consistently putting out this podcast. It's ironic that he says that coming off the first week we didn't put out a new podcast, but uh <laughs> Well he didn't know. Yeah. He or she did not know. Yeah. So like whoops. <laughs> uh you do a terrific job of updating everyone on the latest and greatest from Peloton. You have helped me to understand the sprawling Peloton community and have highlighted some wonderful individual stories. Keep the laughs coming. Can we please get Tom's chicken tender recipe? Uh <laughs> Uh, step one, Hardee's. Okay. So. Done and done. I used to like those uh, chicken selects that they had at McDonald's, but apparently they were too fancy for McDonald's and they got rid of them. And then they brought, now they have something similar called buttermilk chicken tenders or something. I don't know. But they're not near as, they're not as good. They're good, but they're not near as good. How sad. Hardee's. 
Well, thank you for the wonderful review. Yes. Or if there's a Popeyes in your area, they have good chicken tenders. They do. Yeah. Other shameless plugs uh, while we're on the topic, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clipout and our website, theclipout.com. Yes. There. That's all of that. I guess uh, let's dig in, shall we? We shall. It's time for news of the Pelican. Where to begin? Well, I'll tell you where to begin. Okay. Uh, you wanted to uh, congratulate a listener. I do. I want to congratulate Billy Lenore, Texas Fit drummer. Uh, he he was one of our previous guests on the podcast, and he had a whole host of health issues. He had gone from he had lost seventy pounds, seventy four pounds. Um, and then he gained back a hundred because it was like years of surgery that Oof, kept happening yeah. over and over again. And um, so then Billy found Peloton and he found he does uh, beach body programs also. And he has now lost 74 pounds again. Right on. So congratulations to Billy. The, I think the only thing more daunting than having to lose a bunch of weight is having to lose a bunch twice. of weight again. Yeah. And. He's so focused It's like when you get in that zone Of weight loss where you're like nothing will stop me Right that's where he is and so I'm really excited for him um, Which is good because now he is Experiencing another health issue And so our thoughts are With you Billy and we are Cheering you on from here So keep going keep Staying on it you're gonna do great Peloton has uh Gobbled up a company Is this the first company That they've yes, purchased Yes it is their first purchase Aw You never forget your first <laughs> <laughs> That is true So uh, yeah They bought Neurotic Media They did Yeah So It's gonna be interesting To see where this goes You know I I have heard people say Well Do you remember the music issue We had a, a little while back Yes The panic at the disco Yeah the panic at the disco issue Where the The instructors Like all played the same song And it was It was two songs And they were brand new And It was like Well money must have been exchanged And right. Peloton released a statement They were like No money was exchanged It's not a thing And And uh, People are like Oh well see They were They were they, they purchased this company And that's what they've been planning The whole time Maybe you guys gave them the idea With all your bitching They were like Wait wait <laughs> Money for this <laughs> Thanks Peloton community So I, I This is This is interesting I am very curious To see where this goes Yeah they're a, a music aggregation And streaming service But only Like business to business Like they're, right. they're they, They're not available To the public You can't go to Neurotic media And get a player And stream music It's Exactly It's a service They provide for other businesses And I can't help But wonder if part well I know part of what they do apparently is they kind of will help companies match their brand with songs that fit their brand um and I but I don't know if that's for like yeah like that makes it sound like commercials or yeah if it's, uh you know like if you want a jingle or if it's or if it's like you have a player on your website that's like or the music that's maybe in your store like a retail establishment maybe yeah I mean hey maybe maybe Peloton is gonna start coming out with uh, their own their own CDs you know or their yeah. own music because they already have playlists like right. maybe they're gonna come up with some way for you to like purchase music from a special event you know like recently I mean whenever we go to HRI 
For example, they they have all of the listeners, the writers, they all can submit music that gets played on this playlist right. at all the stores across the nation. So you got to wonder if maybe they're coming up with some way to do that. Yeah, I also wonder if uh, something at play is um, DRM, as they call it in the industry, or digital rights management, which, you know, like right now, if you have a membership to Spotify, you can download those songs. But if you cancel your membership... They go away They go away Well a lot of people Especially with the tread classes They want to do them on the go And they don't want to have to Stream it every time And so That would be amazing But right now If they let you download it You could download a bunch And then quit And then quit And just have a bunch banked And for some people That would be enough And I, I wonder if Maybe they have the The background infrastructure uh, Where they can layer that over the Peloton app in a way that you could download stuff. Mm. And then if you cancel your subscription, it would no longer work. Well, that would be exciting. And I hope that you are right. Yeah. Because I would really like to use my Android phone to go for an outdoor run. <laughs> and and if, and I if I could download it and take it anywhere, that would be Oh, so much the better. And if they haven't thought of that, I bet you somebody right now at Peloton's calling them going, hey, can you do this thing? <laughs> we hadn't thought of it. Hey, can you do that? <laughs> Club had a decent idea for a change. <laughs> well, I, uh, I really enjoyed the statement that came out from Peloton. So apparently... When they did this acquisition, the company, Neurotic Media, they're based in Atlanta. They will continue to be based in Atlanta. No one's moving. They're going to they're gonna stay there. All their operations and are there as well. they're still going to work as a third party and take on other clients, and they're not going to be just Peloton. Oh, I didn't read that part of it. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah, that's what I read. I read them. Well, I find it interesting that it says that the, the actual... Quote that is from the Peloton executive says that the addition of Shaq and his amazing team to the Peloton family will help us rapidly deploy new music features we know our members want, along with some unique innovations we think they'll love. I have no idea what that means, but I am so excited to find out because every time they release something new, it's super exciting. Uh, you know, and it, it could, uh, you know, we're just trying to, we're just brainstorming things yes. it could do. Like maybe they could come up with a system to where you could change the music. Oh. And so if you wanted your Christian ride, you could get yourself some Toby Mac. Huh? Yeah. Some Mercy Me. If you wanted your country ride. Like what if you could like be like, okay, um... If like they set up the ride and it's like it's this, this many beats per minute or it's this many this cadence, yeah. you know, and you could match the cadence to your music. Yeah, choices. I mean, that that could be some of it, too. It could be a song selection service and that the that the uh, that the instructors use where they it, they can oh. categorize songs by like beats per minute or cadence or whatever. Like here are my fast songs, here are my slow songs, because when you're trying to do that from memory, you're going to tend to pick the same songs over and over again. Sure. We talked about this under the Panic at the Disco thing where in radio they use a program called Selector and you can set up parameters for Selector and say, I don't want to play Van Halen within an hour and a half of itself, but also don't play a David Lee Roth solo song or a Sammy Hagar song within a certain time period or don't play a really fast song into a really slow song or whatever. You can have it do all sorts of things. Like maybe they're going to come up with something like that for the instructors to where they can say, oh, I need a song that's X number of beats per minute. Or maybe they even have a way to like tweak those songs just a smidge where it's like, oh, I need this song to be 
just a little faster. So many yeah. fun ideas to consider. Ooh, that's exciting. These are all good ideas that I'm just giving away for free, Peloton. So if you haven't <laughs> thought of them. Send me a tread. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go for a gig, but. Okay, that's but, too. Or tread. <laughs> We're easy. Here's some hyper local Peloton news that a yes. lot of other people won't care about. But it's so exciting. But is moderately exciting. For someone in the room <laughs> Peloton is coming to St. Louis ah, I'm so excited I appreciate your restraint Some people listen to the car You could have like Blown out their windows It's it's possible I am really excited So yeah So we are getting a Peloton In St. Louis Yay But you know the brand's getting big When they finally like Sure St. Louis <laughs> I think that's exactly How the meeting went <laughs> They're like, L.A., absolutely. Chicago, definitely. Boston, love it. Miami, perfect. St. Louis, sure. sure. (laughs) Well, I don't think it was one meeting because the rest of those stores existed three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It took a while. It's kind of like the news market. We're in the like the bottom. Yeah, I think we're like 27 or 28. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're down there. Yeah. So There's been some uh, some job postings. Yes, for... they've got the store manager up, the assistant store manager, and I'm sure there is more to come. The uh, clip-out liaison. Yeah, that was and, that was totally listed there. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, we look forward to working with you. Yes, we're... Whoever we're, you are. Yes, it's going to be very exciting. We, we already have the grand opening planned, so uh, reach out. We'll tell you all of our, <laughs> our ideas. We printed out a banner on our dot Matrix printer (laughs) Welcome to the Midwest (laughs) We don't got inkjet here yet (laughs) And You know here here in the Midwest Everyone's like ooh which Instructors are they going to send so There is quite a debate about which Instructors they will send because some of the Instructors have a St. Louis tie Of sorts I didn't know that It's not even a St. Louis tie It's a Missouri tie So apparently um, Alex Toussaint So he's one of the instructors He actually was stationed at Fort Leonard Wood Oh look at that Or lived in Fort I don't know if he was stationed Like I don't know if he was in the military I did not mean to speak incorrectly If he was never in the military Gotcha But he at some point lived in Fort Leonard Wood Ah. For some reason Either he was in the military Or he lived with somebody who was Yeah Fort Leonard Wood is I mean that's pretty much A military town So That's it I mean there's no other reason You would be there Awesome Yeah So I don't know We'll see So great Now we have a A local retail outlet For boutique items (laughs) Well I guess it'll save me On shipping (laughs) Don't worry honey I always ordered enough To get free shipping Thank thank God That's and then I'll have like a really good connection with the store manager and she'll just put stuff on hold for me. I don't think that's how Peloton works. They don't play favorites. I didn't mean because it's me. I'm saying that like because I will buy things and I will be in there all the time and she will know she or he will know I will be back to buy that and they will set it <laughs> aside for me. Oh, and for people that uh, for the six people that listen to this that live in St. <laughs> Louis, it'll be at Plaza Frontenac. It will. Which should not shock you. No. That's perfect place for it. That's exactly yes. where they need to be. That is where they need to be. Yes. Not downtown. No, don't make that mistake. We just killed a hard rock. We yeah. actually put a hard rock out of business. Wrap your head around that. Yep. Only in St. Louis. Only in St. Louis. We <laughs> killed a Planet Hollywood, too. Yeah. I remember Planet Hollywood opened here and like a week later, it had been only open for a week, the tea burned out. And I was like, only in St. Louis do we get a plain Hollywood. <laughs> 
feel like you used that on the radio back in the day. I did. <laughs> but it was true. It's a true story. I love you. <laughs> there was a huge ride. Yes. Over the holiday or close to the holiday. Holiday adjacent. Yes. Yeah. To celebrate July 4th. Peloton had uh, you might remember that it was back at HRI John fully teased there was going to be a big special ride on July 4th and the big special ride was called the all for one ride and all of the instructors except for Jen Sherman which I was very sad about but she's on vacation and well vacation comes first as we know we'll allow it all of the instructors taught the ride together which was so cool. So it was like a six-hour ride? No. It was a 45-minute ride. And uh, they had two instructors up at a time. So it started with Hannah Marie Corbin. And she came out. And then she did her song. And halfway through her song, Dennis came out with his flowing locks. He had hair down that day. Ah. And uh, Hannah said to him that his hair was giving her life right now. It's pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, and then um, they continued that pattern. So then whenever Dennis's song started... Hannah left the, the the stage For lack of a better term Right And then halfway through Dennis's song The next instructor came out And so on and so forth Until the very end And Alex Toussaint Was the last instructor Awesome And each instructor Came up with a song That was special to them So each instructor While they were there Their song Was one that they had chosen Specifically for the ride And the holiday Okay And so it meant something to them And then they explained What it was And it was really really cool It was very special Uh, It was exciting Over 18,000 people Were on that ride There were over 113,000 High fives given Wow Yeah Which is pretty cool That's pretty fun That's a lot Yeah What's that work out to be like like 13 high fives a person or something? Sure. I didn't do the math. Sorry. How do you count that? Do you count it like if somebody high fives you, is that one high five or is that two high fives? It's is that, one because you that, high five them back. Okay. So it would just be to, one. So they weren't cheating. No. That's what I was doing yeah. some auditing on them. No. I was like, because they could play that game. No, because you can get a high five and never high five somebody back. You can't high five yourself. Well, well, you can, but every time you do it, angel cries. <laughs> Go blind that way. So, yeah, they they only count single high fives. Okay. Individual high fives. Groups, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Groups, have they become the next OPP? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Did you just clickbait us? <laughs> Ten th- secrets about groups that'll blow your mind. <laughs> Number seven is life changing. Yeah, so let's talk about groups. I uh, I had a conversation. I've had actually several conversations this this past time while we've been on vacation. Um, apparently, there was some drama on a specific page, and I, I I really I hesitate to even say what group that was because it's not just about the one group. Because I will say we've we've seen versions of this on other pages. They did we not, have. They did not invent this. No, no, it happens over and over again. And and so for those of you who are not aware of the drama, I'm not going to go into details because it's not my story to tell, and I only tell my stories. So. What I will say is that uh, apparently when sometimes you have multiple admins to a group, it's interesting because 
I think that it's important to have multiple admins, but you don't always agree on everything. Right. And so then what do you do when you don't agree? And how do you handle that? And you, sometimes it... You yell at me. <laughs> and sometimes sometimes that results in an admin leaving. And sometimes they're not real happy when they leave. And maybe they start sharing their story. Or maybe, uh, maybe somebody leaves and they get kicked out. Like there's... There's actually ways to kick admins out. Yeah. So that that's happened. I've seen that happen too. Yeah, you um, let me back in though. I did. What is why are we bringing this up? We're bringing this up because when the most recent events occurred, it was it was asked, should the instructors step in? Because these are instructor represented groups. Right. And and I I don't think that they should. I don't think that they should. And and my reason for thinking that is that the group is there as a, a, they're there to focus on that instructor, whether it be to talk about their rides or show support or generate, generate buzz about that instructor. And when the instructor has to manage it, it takes away from what we actually want the instructor to do, which is teach the class. Right. And have fun. And so I personally don't think that it's their place to step in, especially when it's, Literally people not getting along Right It's just a difference of opinion But I will say Like in all honesty I don't know that I entirely agree With that Well lay it on me You just You're going to kick me out Of being an admin now aren't you Yep Done (laughs) (laughs) Because you know Another part of Being an instructor at this level Is managing your brand I mean these instructors Are all brands They all have endorsement deals Or if not They they are working on it or soon will and so i mean you also they also have to be concerned about how they're being represented to the world and so if if a facebook page that started organically and takes on a life of its own stops reflecting their personality or their brand or does something that's counterproductive i mean they they have to be very cautious about that so it's a delicate it's a delicate position for them to be in, especially when these pages are being ran by people who, as far as we know, do it for free. They definitely do yeah. it for free, and um, and you know, so it's it's it, it's a it's a minefield. I, I agree I with you that they should be involved to a certain degree about their brand, right. but. But I think instead of the focus being on they should respond to problems, I think that the focus should be on who they choose to represent them in the first place and how well they know them. Now, that's easy to say in hindsight, because you can you can be like, oh, I misjudged, blah, blah, blah. That's easy. And, you know. A year ago, these things just started popping up and they were done to right. be, uh, you know, like we are fans of whatever. A instructor. lot of the instructors didn't really get to fully make that choice, probably. Exactly. So. So having said that, that's not how this evolved, you and, know. Yeah. And well, <laughs> the other area that they have to tread lightly in is that since they didn't create the page, if all of a sudden they have a page with four or five, eight thousand people on it and they piss off that admin, that page goes away and they lose all that data. Well, that that is true too. So I don't I don't know what the answer is, but um, I was talking to Roger Krauss about this, and uh, he 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 brought up the uh, the theory that perhaps we should get rid of the group pages. That maybe they just need to go away. And and his rationale for that was that if if the idea of a group page is to celebrate the instructor, right? 
you can't really post on the page to say how great the instructor is because the instructor is it's an echo chamber. Right. You know, everybody there already loves the instructor or they wouldn't be there. Yeah. And so it really you do more good for the instructor to post about it on the OPP. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, it. you know, I don't know that the pages necessarily exist. I see both sides. I see what he's getting at. I do, too. But I will also say that if you're a band and you have a new record out, you go to the Facebook page that you know all all these people have already clicked like on and tell them, I have a new record coming out. You should purchase it. You don't just go, oh, well, they already know and like me. Well... Yeah, and that's true too. But they, but keep in mind, the instructors also have their Peloton pages, like their they official have ones, yeah. their official Peloton pages that that they are required as part of their job to keep up, right? And so that has to be their first priority, sure. Um, and I don't know. I I guess I just would hate to see the instructor pages become a distraction. Yeah, and and some of them are in no danger of that. Let me be clear. But some of them are in danger of that happening. And, um, you know, you can only when you're when you're running a page for for an instructor, it's not like you can sit down and have in-depth conversations with them on a regular basis. Right. For most of us. Um, And so that makes it really tough to know know them. And um, I think I think that that's one of the aspects. I also think that maybe. It would be cool if all of the groups could have similar rules, you know, because like in some of the groups, you're not allowed to post certain things. You, right. you know, you will actually get your post deleted. Um, and then in other groups, that same thing occurs, but it's for totally different reasons. Right. And so it would be cool if like everybody had kind of the same. But but you're not going to get that you're because everybody that. has a different yeah. way of running their group. And, the, you know, I'm sure a lot of those rules probably reflect the personalities of the instructors. Some instructors are probably more like, yeah, sure, Laid whatever. back and, and chill and whatever yeah. goes. Yeah, I think that's true as well. And I, all I can say is I encourage anybody who's running a group to have more than one admin. Um, I, I really don't think that a group... Especially that has a significant number of people on it should have only one admin uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it's it's just really time consuming. Yeah, and let and we should probably take a moment to say for the people that run groups, so it doesn't just sound like we're complaining about it's a lot of work. Oh my god, it's so much work. They That's do a just lot of work. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad you said that, Tom, because in my mind it's obvious, but it's probably not obvious to the listener. I if you've nev- I empathize if you, yeah, with those it, people running the group. If you've never admined a group, like you, I mean, you just think like, oh, I mean, you built this page and the people post there, whatever. And there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on, especially once it starts receiving significant numbers and traffic. Yeah the the more people you have, the more arguments you get into, the more spam you get. The and you have to like kind of keep an eye on who enters the group and what they're doing on the page. And is it a Chechen hooker? Yeah, you have to you have to watch out for that. Yeah. Um, so no, the admins do a tremendous amount of job do a tremendous amount of work. And let me just say, it's really thankless. It's like being a kindergarten teacher. You do all of the work. But you get zero appreciation right. for it. Um, and it pays almost the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many people in the community that do a fantastic job. But but that was why I was actually saying there should never be a group that's really large and only have one admin. Not when it, you're representing an instructor. Because my thought process there is that 
if you have a couple of people who can talk things out, then you can better represent the instructor. No matter how good you are, no matter how fair you are, no matter how who you are on the planet, you cannot possibly be thinking about all aspects of everybody who right. joins your page. So the more people that you can have and and still be an effective manager of your group and your your admin circle, the better. I would like to point out to to the admins uh, just as a blanket, because a lot of people don't realize this with the Facebook groups, is that you can. Well, I know it's like this for pages. I I think it's like this for groups. You can give people access to the page at different threshold levels. Yeah, like you can make people a moderator, right? Um, and so you can still get help to do a lot of aspects of it without giving up complete control. But they can't just turn off your page when you when you. Go away. Yeah, because because that's what makes it hard to have admins is it's hard to trust people because it can happen like an admin can delete other admins. Like right. Once you're an admin, you can kick anybody out of the group that you want. Right. And you don't have to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> you just kick out and you're gone. So, um, no, I I'm glad that you brought that up. I feel like everybody does a really good job and everybody is trying. Everybody. That is an admin of the group starts off with the best intentions. Absolutely. And so I know that everybody who is admining does it with a heart that's saying, I would like to help this instructor. I would like to raise their profile. I would like to make sure everybody knows how great they are. And they don't get fully appreciated for it. So yeah. if you don't have the proper help, look out to some people that are in your group. That you can trust and maybe make them a moderator. No matter how flat you make a pancake, it has two sides. Thank you, Dr. Phil. And it's delicious. <laughs> Unless it's one of those wheat pancakes. Why don't you take a pancake? Protein pan- pancake. Why don't you take a pancake and then mess it up with that? <laughs> You're going to have a pancake. Have a pancake. That doesn't make any sense. You chose to have a pancake. Why would you do that? But you know, when you talk about other people can help. Just kind of a group think of, you know, crowdsourcing what's appropriate, what isn't, what should go up, what shouldn't go up. I mean, we're in a different position with the Clipout Facebook page, facebook.com slash Clipout, uh, <laughs> in that we're representing ourselves, right? So we don't have to worry about what does this other person think about what we, yeah. what we post. But I will also say, even though we represent ourselves, and so we have a little bit more freedom in that regard. There have also been times where where we sit there amongst ourselves and say, "Ooh, is this okay? Is this too much? Should I not do this, Tom? That's too filthy." <laughs> that's usually how this, that goes. This, this a, let's just own it. That's the 90%. lion's share of those the, that conversation is that. But even amongst ourselves, we still have talks like that. We absolutely do. Yeah, and. I, I feel like we get a much easier job because we don't have to worry about managing anybody's brand. It's just ours. Right. And we're we're doing this for fun and we enjoy it and we love Peloton and well, I love Peloton. And that's why we're here. It's not because it's not because I'm trying to to grow this into some property. And these these, you know, the instructors, that's their livelihood. Right. So that's a very different thing. Absolutely. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread <laughs> i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the <laughs> best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Absolutely. Checking in with the Peloton community. So joining us today via skype phone is Chrissy Blackwood. Hi, Chrissy. Hey, how are you guys? You're still so chipper after all of that. <laughs> you were the most patient woman since Dottie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> since Dottie. <laughs> and it's been an entertaining ride. <laughs> well, you know, we just wanted to keep in the spirit of, you know, bike riding. That's right. That's right. You, Ups and downs. Lots of them. You got a nice peek behind the curtain and what you saw is we don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> and neither do I. So, we're, you know, you're in good company. So, uh, Chrissy, how did you find Peloton? Wow, that's a, a great question. I found Peloton, um, my goodness, uh, pushing, getting, getting the, around the, you know, nearing two-year mark. And I, you know, saw it in the Tyson's Mall here outside of Washington, D.C. And just I thought it was the coolest looking thing. And as a uh, I used to do a lot of mountain biking and stuff in my younger days. And it just intrigued me as someone who's like into like 
geeky technology kind of stuff. You know, I just, I, I wanted it, but I waited. I'm like, that's a big investment. It'll be something that I will likely use. And then it'll become like, a, you know, I'll put all my laundry on it and never touch it again. So it took me a little while before I finally pulled the trigger on it. But, you know, my best friend from college got the bike and she's like, this thing is awesome. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's all the more motivation to, to take the leap. And then I found out I got promoted at work. And within I, maybe 90 seconds, I told that I was getting a promotion. I had, had bought a bike. You know, it was that. Like, I was like, "That's why I like. I, I need some kind of motivation. Like this. This is it. Now I now I'm getting um, justify spending that amount of money for a piece of exercise equipment. And so I bought it. Could not wait to get it. And it's been you know nothing but love and fun and hustle ever since. And so you've had the bike for right at two years. I in January. Actually, a little over a year and a half. Yeah. So, um, you know, like almost, I think, nearing 1,200 rides. So it's been, a, it's been a fun time on my bike. Wow. I really thought you had had it longer than that because you've already accomplished so much. Like, you're quite the inspiration. Were you already exercising when you got the bike? Like, were you working out on a regular basis? Yes, I was. And, you know, I, I, I have two young boys. And that was, like, seemed to be the tipping point where I could start kind of getting into a regular exercise routine and, you know, losing baby weight, just kind of get, getting back in my room. But of course, it all has to happen before all the craziness wakes up in the morning. So um, is that what what exactly triggered you to get into triathlons? Because you are into you do a lot now. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a great story. It's, it's, um, it's funny because looking back, the number of times that I'm like, how on earth did I get here? It's kind of an interesting story. So I am a very dedicated, loyal member of the 6am tribe. So almost for the most part, uh, almost every day, you'll see me on the bike at 6am. And when I first got the bike, I was being all the, the, like basically the same leaderboard names. And this was before filtering and that sort of thing. And the population was much smaller then. But I kept seeing the same names on the leaderboard almost every morning. And and there's a few that I remember in particular. I remember Jayhawk. I remember Jerry. I remember Mary Kay. Like, And they were all better than me. And I was like just <laughs> trying to like catch them. But I have no idea who these people are. I don't know, like mom of three in D.C. Yep, I think she's a girl and she's got to live near me. But I don't know who any of these people are. And then one of the 6 a.m. tribe member, Jerry, her father-in-law passed away. And Candace Ryan did like an instant messenger group with the same folks that she sees every day saying, hey, let's do a ride for Jerry's father-in-law when, when you know, she gets back from the services or whatnot. And so that was like kind of the first time I'm like, holy crap, like this is like, these are, these are the people. And then you start to associate Facebook names with the leaderboard names and like everything sort of came to life. And, and, and that was like the beginning of pretty much a, a life changer for me. So Anyway, fast forward a little bit. We then, you know, every day we're talking to each other about the 6 a.m. rides in the middle of the rides. You know, it's, it's just a constant thing. We're always, you know, chatting. And then it got to a point where my mother got diagnosed with lung cancer. Oh, yeah. And so, of course, they were they were one of my main outlets and support systems. And we have uh, General Zod and Susie Barris. I mean, we have doctors who are sort of in this little small little friendship community that we've made who are offering like tons of helpful advice. And they got me in touch with Sherry Rosenberg and Nina Livingston and like everyone who's been through this and, and like the amount of support and help that I had because my mother was in uh, upstate New York and I'm in Washington, D.C. And 
I was her healthcare proxy. I was her power of attorney. You know, it's really hard to do that stuff being so far away with a very demanding job and two young kids and a husband and a life. You know, it's just it was challenging. So anyway, all that being said, I was traveling up there for the most part once a week. Sometimes it would just be even for a few hours to take her to a doctor appointment. Other times it'd be for a few days to help her through, you know, a series of chemo treatments. And I missed my bike. Uh, So what I had started doing was I was streaming the 6 a.m. rides from my phone and running the trail behind her house. Now, I was not doing any running before this. (laughs) No, I was not running. In a way, you kind of invented the treadmill. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? They owe me. Foley owes me. It was all me. Yes, yes. (laughs) But yeah, so I started running these trails and, and, you know, I was slow, but it didn't matter because I was, I was, my people and they were so, I mean, I can't tell you what they, what they did for me kind of getting me through this period of time, which fortunately or not, depending on how you look at it, was a very short period of time. But anyway, uh, during that time, like the instructors somehow had started finding out about this. And I will never forget the very first time I got a shout out while running. It was Jennifer Jacobs. I'm just kind of doing my thing running and listening. And, and you know, she's, she's like, okay, get your cadence up to 100. Chrissy, that means you need to run faster. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm not even, I bought a bike and I'm not even on it. And like this, it was just, a, it was crazy. It was crazy. And, and that started, and just real, you know. Real quick, which instructor was that again? Jennifer, Jennifer Jacobs. So yep. she's technically the first tread instructor. <laughs> there, there you go. Yep. My my brainchild, she was the first tread instructor. Yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, the others uh, found out about it. Jen Sherman, uh, Nicole Moline did like uh, this awesome ride when I got home. I passed away. I mean, it was it was uh, it was a crazy, crazy time. But, you know, as as heart still to this day, as heartbroken as I am to have lost my mother, I found this passion. So once I had the love for the bike and once I found my newfound love for running someone i believe it was on candace ryan's 100 days of exercise page had thrown out the idea of you know why don't we why don't we do a half iron man in atlantic city and it was one of those like as tracy paulson chris gallant and i like to say all the time that's a terrible idea uh okay what time (laughs) (laughs) we all a bunch of us signed up for it because it was so far away i mean it was like one of those like yeah that's really a stupid idea but like i think we've got like nine months or however long it was to prepare for it but i i mean i used to swim when i was little but like i hadn't i don't know how to do any of that stuff or didn't know how to do any of that stuff at that time, but figured it was time to sort of give it a try. Why not try new things? So I signed up, you know, luckily for me, we live in a great area that has a lot of access to not only triathlons, but great training facilities. So I signed up for Revolution 3, it's a local, or well, actually it's not local, but uh, they have a triathlon circuit and locally they do a sprint series. So it was five different short triathlon races and the first few of them take because they're early in the season take place in a pool so you don't even have to deal with open water and so i signed up for those i'm like this is great like there's a way to just kind of ease my way into it and sort of figure the whole thing out and i will never forget my very first one 
I had done a trail marathon the day before and I was just really just doing the first one just to understand like what it was all about and kind of go through the motions just so I had some idea what to expect for, you know, the, the rest of the sprint series. So hang on just a second. Yep. You did the day before your mini triathlon, you did a marathon, a trail marathon. Yeah. And that was my very first marathon. I did a tra- I'm like a sadist. I am a, I am a yes. sadist. <laughs> But yes. Holy shit. 26 miles on, <laughs> on trails? trails of ridiculous. It was 93 degrees. It rained the first oh. hour. So it was muddy. And then it stopped raining and then just got muggy and buggy. And the hills were crazy. It was uh, it was a wild experience, but it was fun. It was super fun. I loved it. Do you see now, Tom, why I'm like, see, they, I, like, I'm such, I'm such a weenie when it compares to these people. That's what I tell you. See? Then, then compare yourself to me <laughs> and you'll be great. Oh my goodness. Holy you guys shit. are, yeah, it was, I it put- was crazy. My husband was, when, when I got done with the, with the, with the marathon, he just like, he was, he just stared at me and shook his, like, he didn't even know what to say. He's like, I can't believe you just did that. I'm like. You and me both. I can't believe that's just happened. <laughs> and it rained for the first hour. So when you got done, he was probably like, I thought the triathlon was tomorrow. Yeah, right? Is- <laughs> you know what? That was my first, uh, you know, swimming. I Actually, I probably, uh, yeah. I, I did better. That's count. Yeah, I did better swimming yeah. in that than I did in the, in the pool the next day. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah. So the next day, I, I and, and I, again, I had no idea what to expect. But it was these things are early. Like they start at seven o'clock in the morning. Like transition closes at like six thirty or something and opens at four. So like you've got to be there super early. So I, I got up. I put my bike on the back of the car. The bike which I've never ridden outside, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I show and I've got a bait. Like I'm not even in a tri suit because I didn't know any better. Like I'm wearing a bathing suit so i look like the dumb rookie kid at the race but when i was driving there it's still pitch black out and you're driving out sort of into the country and then i'm approaching the exit to get off of the highway and it's all these the, the you know the only cars that are on the highway are getting off this same exit and it's just this line of cars with these badass bikes on the back. And I'm sitting there. It's a complicated sport. So I've got, like, all this gear that I don't even know if I'm going to use or not use or how to use at this point. Um, Your bike has tassels. Oh, yes, exactly. And a belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a friggin' basket on the front. Like, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. But I, honest, I, it was one of those things that I can honestly tell you I think I fell in love with the sport before I even did it. Before I even got out of the car. Like, I will never forget that drive. It was just... I was getting the chills. I'm like, this is awesome. Even though I can't feel my legs from what I did, you know, the day before. And I'm terrified <laughs> about what's about to happen. But it was kind of love at first sight from there. And I, I did the sprint series and, you know, I got better and sort of it, it's it's like I said, it's complicated. So it takes a lot of times doing it to start to get, you know, kind of your rhythm down of all the things that you need and how to lay them out in transition and, 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 and all that stuff just to, you know, it's, it's a lot more complicated than just swimming, biking and running, which I didn't, you know, was it was a bit of a learning curve for me. And so I kind of went through that sprint series and was starting to feel good about myself. I'm like, you know what, maybe, maybe this Atlantic City thing can happen. And then I was like, well, you know, I really need to do an open water swim. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of the next step in this progression of training and preparing myself. So I signed up for the Jim McDonald swim, which is in Ruston, Virginia. And it was just over a year ago. It was my first time in a wetsuit. 
first time in open water. Chris Gallant joined me for this particular event. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) He's such an asshole. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, but it's like a super family friendly. My my husband and kids are there. There's like little bands playing. There's food and just music. I mean, it was just it's like a super really just fun family friendly event. And so I'm a little bit nervous, but I kind of feel cool in a wetsuit. I don't, there's something about a wetsuit that just makes you feel a little a little edgier and badass. Like you're a spy in a right? 60s movie. Right? Exactly. <laughs> like I'm infiltrating a layer. <laughs> you got it. Underwater layer. Yes. So, so clearly you you know what I'm talking about here. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, theoretically, I'm not putting on a wetsuit. Are you, are you wearing one right now, Tom? I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing anything that, like, hugs my body. Except for you, yeah. hon. That would be with, me. With, right. with, yeah, yes, just to be clear. With your mic, Thought it was implied. With your mic sharing. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, the, the race starts, and it's like, a, you've got to basically swim out to the start area and just... Oh, that's bullshit. I, that, that's right? like exercise before the it, exercise. It is bullshit. No, no, no. No, it is. That should count. I totally agree. And so I'm just sitting there treading water, waiting for them to tell us to start. And I'm s- oh, and I got to exercise while you exactly. wait to exercise. And, what the and hell? You're cold, and I'm like, what is this wetsuit thing? Like, anyway, you're just trying to figure shit out. And then they blow the horn, whatever, and tell you to go. And I put my face in the water to go swim. And I don't know. This tells you how dumb I am. I don't know why it never dawned on me that you can't see in open water. Like, it's dark. You know, it's in a pool. And between right. between that and the, the pre- like, cause the, the, the wetsuit, I mean, it, it squeezes you tight. So, it like, kind of constricts. It's just, and then the cold water. Anyway, there's, and then just panic. It was just sheer panic. I made it about 100 yards. It, I was pathetic. It was the most pathetic. I got to the point. I was <laughs> oh. I was doing the backstroke. I was doing the dead man's home. Like, anything, I just need to be able to breathe. I just could not breathe. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it got to the point, I'm like, well, this is just dumb. And so I swam over to, you know, a dock and pulled my, you know, pathetic self out of the water, just feeling completely oh. defeated. And I will never, this is another moment I will never forget, walking the trail back down to where the, the, the start and the finish are at technically at the same place and seeing my husband and my two little kids sitting wait you know looking at the finish you know in, in anticipation of me actually completing the race and me having to walk up behind them feeling like a oh. abysmal failure so it was one of those this is a hard conversation to have with kids but you know a good lesson too of like some days you're just yeah. not going to have it but it was a it was a, a really rough day and it was one where i'm like well i guess atlantic city is not in the cards for me and then i started like looking into different duathlon races that had no swimming at all like i'll, I'll do the bike in the run that's all that's good <laughs> but like you're like can i run twice yeah, yeah. and count it as exactly a like this swimming shit is nuts i'm not doing that but you know i i just kind of I, I i found other areas for me to try to get in the water one of them with, was with Anna Vanderwooden and Chris Galan again and her son Casper. They had we had access to their trainers little local lake and they were like, You're going. Like you are gonna go and you're gonna get in this water and we're gonna we're gonna get over this thing. And then, you know, sure enough, it it, it worked. That's awesome. Yeah. Just for backing up real quick. What was that name again? Anna Vanderwooden. Yeah. You don't you know you know Anna. Come on, who doesn't know I Anna? Mean, I know Anna, but Tom doesn't know Anna because he's not in the IMAC. Oh, Tom, that's a great name. Tom. That's uh, that I, I I'm back to my 60s spy movie. <laughs> like she's she, she passed you microfilm, uh, didn't yep, she? Yep, yep. That's right. That's right. She's awesome. She's a, a fantastic. But yeah, well, you have to be with a name like Anna Vanna. Vanna Wooden. 
Vonda would what a she's amazing. You got you know what? That's we're a, gonna make this happen. We're gonna we're gonna find a way for you to meet her because she's a superstar and she's got a well, great Tom's coming a great Finnish accent. So uh, you, you would you would love. Her. I was gonna I thought it was too much to hope no. for that she also had an accent. Oh yeah, but she does. Oh, she does. Oh my goodness. Oh she does. I don't I don't think you're coming to Atlantic City with me anymore, Tom. <laughs> I'm excited about Anna. No, it's not not even like that. It's just like uh, it's such a great name. It is. And I was like, and then like you know like it is. I, casting my spy movie in my head. I'm like, oh, I would, she'd probably have this great accent, but she does. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty great. Everyone who meets her falls in love with her too. She's beautiful, like tall, thin, blonde with this great accent. Superstar athlete. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yep, Tom, not coming to Atlantic City. <laughs> Tom's like too late. I'm already in love. Tom, Tom's like I will share a microphone with her any day. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's kind of the, the long story short. It was a sort of a, a weird start, one a, a place that I never in a million years thought I would be in. But my little first year as a budding triathlete, showing up with a bike that I'd never ridden outside in a bathing suit, turned out to be an eventful year. We did. We were able to finish Atlantic City. Uh, through a variety of races, through the the Escape Series. They had one here in uh, D.C., which I did their Olympic triathlon, which qualified me for Escape from Alcatraz, which I just did a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, so, okay, so fast forward that. Like, that, that was kind of a, a nice moment for me, remembering just over a year ago when I couldn't even make it 100 yards in open water, and then, you know, a year later... Yeah. Jumping off a boat you're in Alcatraz. Escaping from, That's yeah, right. You're escaping from Alcatraz. That's right. In freezing yeah, cold that's water. That's amazing. Yeah, freezing cold I water, just, sharks, and all. I mean, it was just crazy. It was nuts. Did you see a shark? I did not. And the funny thing, okay. the funny thing about, and God love, they will, there's a cap. There only 2,000 people are allowed to do this just for um, safety reasons. And so it's, a, it's just, you know, kind of small. So they keep sending us updates like every week about, you know, different news things or tips or tricks or whatnot. And obviously the swim, well, the swim is what drew me to it. Because I like, you know, whatever is the biggest, hardest, most badass thing I can do, that's kind of what I, I go <laughs> after. But, uh <laughs> Yeah, so they and but they clearly the swim was nerve wracking for a lot of other folks as well because they kept sending the swim updates and it was like, okay, guys, listen, yes, there are sharks, but they're smaller sharks and they don't like chaos. <laughs> they're like they're not going to bother you at all. And I'm like, I don't know if that's making me feel better or not. And then they followed it up. Then they followed up with, okay, so while the sharks won't bother you. The sea lions and seals might because they actually like chaos. And I'm like, I will lose <laughs> I will lose my mind if I get touched or see. I don't want any part of that. And you don't want to get killed. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't like if you get killed by a shark. That's cool and badass. But if you get killed by a little tiny cute seal, like that would be embarrassing. Well, that would be embarrassing. But maybe he just wanted to play. Like, like maybe right now you're dead. And just wants to like you through the air. You know, you know, Chrissy. Maybe you thought about this all wrong. He could have like shot you to the end. Zone, Actually, you know, what I mean? you know what? That that I would have done much better than I did. I'm sure. <laughs> my God, what would I put on my tombstone if I got if I died like death by a freaking seal? Like that's embarrassing. <laughs> You're like now I see why they club the baby yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. But sure enough, sure enough, on the boat ride out, 
I see these sea lions splash. I'm like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to be thinking about like <laughs> anything in the water other than like just trying to survive the currents and the cold water. So yeah, so luckily once I got in the water, I didn't see, I mean, it was uh, a lot of chop. It was, uh, the currents were terrible, but no, no wildlife. Thank goodness. Holy shit. I, it's, I can't believe that you went from not being able to swim a hundred yards to that in one year. That's it, Amazing. it was, it was, a, it, I'm not going to lie. It was a very nice moment for me. One where, um, there were no, a n- number of times during the actual swim when like, you know, you're just trying to survive and you're trying to stay focused on where you need to go. And, and it's very scientific. This this one's a little bit different too. Cause there's not like buoys. Like you don't, you don't have that. Like you're swimming with currents and waves and chop. And you're the only sighting that you're doing is to buildings on the San Francisco Bay, like that's far away, you know, so you're, you're trying to stay focused. But there were different points when I would just be like, all right, like stop thinking for a minute and just like take a look around because the Golden Gate Bridge is on your right and it's beautiful. And you look backwards and there's Alcatraz, which is just freaking cool. And then you've got the San Francisco Bay, which you're trying like hell to get to eventually. But there there were moments where I was like, listen, you know, a year ago, I, I couldn't swim in our little local lake in Reston. And and here I am doing this. So it was a it was definitely a proud bucket list moment for me. I bet. So there's so many moving parts, no pun intended, <laughs> to doing a triathlon. Like, where, how, where, where would you suggest people if they wanted to try? Where would they dig in first? You know, I, I again, very blessed with where we live. But if you can find like super sprints or just the small, because the shorter ones, at least from my limited experience, are much less intimidating. You know, you go to the the, the Ironman events or these big, you know, the big, real popular, hard to get into things, and it's like superstar triathletes who you just look at them and you're intimidated. And let alone just the intimidation of like how badass their bikes are and how their ge- like how expensive their gear is. And if you're new, you're not you don't have that. You know, it's right. so I would just recommend finding something, you know, some local sprint race, preferably in the pool. Start easy and just kind of work your way up. But I will say for people who are not swimmers, get yourself in a wetsuit and get yourself in open water and do not make the same mistake that I did and do it in a race environment with like your freaking kids watching you fail. You know, don't do that. Don't do that. But, you know, let's reframe this story for you. Your kids didn't watch you fail. Your kids watched you struggle, get back up, try harder and succeed. Is, it just wasn't all that day. <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is true. But I will say yeah. Chris joined me again this year to do the same race. You need a restraining order. I, I, really I, do. I seriously do. I, I, like, yeah. well, sometimes I'm like, I think we might be separated at birth. I think he's like, we're, we're siblings. At some, We fight like we're siblings sometimes. <laughs> that was probably your present. Your first birthday present. They separated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, we ended up in the same like, you know, relative local area in our, our older days but yes but we did the same race and it was um, i'm pleased to say that i finished it this year and uh, you know i i basically flipped that lake the bird of like ah! you know <laughs> you, you can't take me down I'm, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna get this this time that's awesome i have to ask because um i do not understand how you have enough time to work out mm. and train for a triathlon because you have a demanding job you have two children who are younger than my children and apparently you have a saint for a husband, <laughs> I do so I have no idea how you do all this but you you have that last one of, of course. <laughs> the saint for a husband just throwing that out there in a wetsuit mind you <laughs> well, it wasn't wet when I started but 
that's what, they're hard to get off and oh, things yeah. happen. That's what happens when you share okay. a microphone. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> oh, you in a whole different yeah. way. <laughs> uh, so how do I, how I, I do have a saint for a husband. I have a saint for a husband who, uh, which is funny because like my um, old college friend, like people who've known me my whole life, they still, they can't believe kind of how, how my life has transformed either. Like I never went anywhere. And like it was, it became like a funny thing that they were like, if anyone wants to see Chrissy, you need to go visit her because she like doesn't leave. I was like smoking two packs a day in my twenties. Like I, I was a homebody. And now I'm like, where can we go next? And and, and my husband is an adventure guy. He loves traveling. He loves going to different places. And so luckily, like, he now, he does not do triathlons. He's a CrossFit guy, more of a strength training guy. But I will, like, come downstairs and he'll be watching triathlon on TV and being like, hon, look at her swim. Like, you want to do that? And he's like, coach, coaching me. <laughs> and uh, he, at one point he's like, oh, hon, you know, they're, they're doing, they're doing a major race in, in Bermuda. Like we should do, you should do the Bermuda race. Anyway. So he's like <laughs> now encouraging me to, to do these wild races and the kids love it. We're just, we're having a, a whole lot of fun. But to answer your question around how I find time for all of this, it's very, very challenging. And I have to do as much as I possibly can before 7 a.m. when the kids wake up. So my alarm goes off at four every day. And there's some combination. Well, it's a a combination of a variety of different things, either long runs, long rides, long swims, interval work. I'm trying to do more strength work. I'm I'm very lucky that I work for Capital One and we have a great gym in our office that not only was I able to convince them to get a Peloton in the gym. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I got you. that. Did you get the referral oh, code? Bet your ass I did. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good yep, I did. I did. And uh, so I have access to that. I, I, unfortunately, my job is kind of crazy. So I, I it's very rare that I can actually get down there. But given, you know, try, how important, you know, trying to weave in strength work is i do try to get down there even if it's only for you know, 20 minutes just to do some physical therapy kind of exercises but for the most part it's it all happens in my basement or in my little town of vienna virginia of just trying to get it all in before the before the kids wake up during the weekend on the weekends i'm i'm just beyond impressed i don't i don't even know how to put it into words i don't know how you do it all and it's so freaking cool that you do. Oh, I got to tell you, I just, I, there's, I, I've fallen in love with it. I really have. I've fallen in love with racing in general, just the whole environment. There's, there's something about, I think, triathletes. It's, it's, it's bizarre. So here's another interesting story. I also was asked to join the same Revolution 3 triathlon series, which was my very first introduction into triathlons. I was asked to join their racing team this year, which was is so unbelievably awesome. And wow. I'm so yeah. excited. Like, I just, I love their races. I love their brand. I love everything about them. And so there's a weekend, I believe it was in February, where they get everybody together for a weekend. And you talk about all, I mean, all sort of the race calendar, different like sponsors, who's coming in. They kind of get your kits. I mean, you get your whole, it's a big, long weekend. And it was an interesting thing because I'm sitting in a hotel with like, because there's about 50 of us across the country. And I'm like, I am with like 49 other people exactly like me. Like there's just like an interesting, sick and twisted personality like I said, sadist, I guess, that that enjoys the punishment of triathlons. But it was a really cool thing to just find these people that you can just immediately connect with and have so much in common with and can geek out about all sorts of gear and 
pacing and math and statistics and all that stuff. So it's been it's been a fun journey that I um, has really been life changing. And it really did all start from Peloton finding my newfound 6 a.m. family, which then <laughs> propelled me into running, which then convinced me to sign up for the half Ironman. And it's all been history from there. You guys are freaking inspiring. Mm. Are. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. We're, we're having a lot of fun. I think it just there's there's something about the feeling of doing something that you never thought you could or like breaking a uh, getting a PR, you know, like, there, you know, as you guys all know, like there's just some there that feeling is hard to replicate. And so it just kind of propels us forward and keeps us working and waking up at 4 a.m. every day. <laughs> um, do you have any Peloton stories that you would like to share? I, well, the, the, the one of. I, which I, I, you know, it gives me chills even to think about still to this day of kind of running and sharing those stories and stuff with my, the 6 a.m. tribe is one that was really a life changer for me. But I would also say another moment that I will never forget was you know, my mother passed away on August 10th of 2016. And my birthday is August 26th. And so she was only sick for four months. So it was a very short period of time. But I had already started planning I'm, I'm up. I love Peloton. There's and again, sick and twi- like who wants to spend their birthday working out? Like no, like people, <laughs> like uh, most people want to go to Vegas. Like no, I my I was hell bent on wanting to go to Peloton. What ended up happening was it was just like, hey, Jayhawk, I, would you, would you want to? Would you be like cool with like meeting me in the studio for my birthday? And that turned into. There was like, I think, 33 people who came in from like all over the place <laughs> to celebrate my birthday with me. You know, it was. Oh, my God. It was, that's yeah, it was wild. Christine and DJ John Michael were I mean, it was, the, you know, a live DJ ride with them. It was just we, you know, had a party after Alex came and brought me flowers. I mean, it was like ah! it's one of those things. I'm like, I can't I can't make this shit up. Like, I don't know how I got here, but I'm so thrilled that like that my life has sort of gotten me to this place. But, yeah, it was a wild. It was it was absolutely wild but peloton i'm telling you it's a game changer it, re- it really is it's certainly changed so, my life so uh what is your leaderboard name chrissy blackwood very original very creative <laughs> i was gonna ask how you came up with it but i think i know it was assigned to you at birth. Uh, it was yeah. it was yeah <laughs> and do you have any advice for people who are just starting out their peloton journey yeah find your tribe like it, it changes everything like i know people who don't have a tribe i know a lot of people who only ride on demand and i get it. i, I t- believe me i totally get it but for me like peloton you get out of it what you put into it and you find your tribe so and- true uh, they motivate you it, and, and and then you're like oh well shit i wasn't planning on riding tuesday at six i was going to go to the pool but you know what it's angela henson's 700th ride so i'm going to show up at 6 a.m and have you know robin to bottom i ass to death and and you know <laughs> that's just how it works like you just see you find your people and you you support them just as they've supported you and they motivate you and now with like the freaking high five features i mean that's so cool it's just so fun but i would just say yeah my, my piece of advice is if you want to really maximize your experience with peloton find your tribe and make the friendships because just like I said about triathletes I think this bike just attracts a certain type of personality where you know similar to on my birthday like all these all these people came in and, and most of which I'd never even met in real life before but like you meet them I'm like you're you're my people like we, we have so much in common you know we get along so well so yeah that that would be my my two cents that's awesome good advice <laughs> 
Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today and for your patience with our myriad of technical <laughs> issues. I'm so sorry yet again. Oh, please. No problem at all. I'm just glad that I'm only hearing myself once this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was just the first of many stumbling blocks we had on this particular it's one. It's all good. So, so before we go, uh, is uh, where can people find you on the interwebs if you would like to be found? Uh, Chrissy Badman Blackwood on Facebook, Chrissy Blackwood on Instagram. I don't really do the Twitter thing, although I think I have some old account. But yeah, that's the... Again, I'm not very creative. Like, they're pretty straightforward names and locations that makes sense it does well thank you again and i for one am looking forward to actually meeting you in person yes get to go to atlantic city yes i can't wait cannot wait and i'm looking forward to meeting natasha vanderwolf (laughs) (laughs) what was her name Uh, bring your wetsuit tom bring your wetsuit (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that is awesome (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you again very much. We really appreciate it. And we do very much appreciate your patience as we struggled mightily with this one. We're normally much better at this than what you've experienced, I swear. I don't like to make anything easy. Even even if it's out of my control, it always finds a way to, you know, make it a little extra challenging. I think this was just your way of trying to get Tom to exercise. He, like, got a little sweat going about it and everything. Getting up, running around the table, trying to, yeah, that's, that's about as close as I you get. You know, someone's got to reboot that computer, Tom. It might as well be you. <laughs> Actually, I let Crystal do all that. I do that, too. Yes. <laughs> Add that to your list. Absolutely. Cool. Well, thank you very much, and I'm sure Crystal will reach out and let you know when when your episode shows up in the schedule. That sounds wonderful. She, ha- she handles all that as well. Sounds great. And she can't she can't say bye properly because she's a, now standing next to a mic that doesn't pick her up, but she is waving. Oh, if that makes you feel any better. She's already done with me. She's like she dropped the mic. Yeah. She, she left it with you. She's like I'm out of here. <laughs> she stormed out when I talked about Natasha Vanderwolf. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Cool. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Bye, guys. So you can tell we were off for a week because we were chatty. We were. We had a lot to say. We did. So uh, we should take off more often. <laughs> we'll see you in August. <laughs> no. I mean, we'll see you in August, but we'll see you before then as well. So uh, I guess that's it for this one. I think it is. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Where can people find you until next week? They can find me at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me um, on Instagram and Twitter and, of course, on the bike at Clipout Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. Don't forget, you can find the show uh, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Clipout. While you're there, join the group. Stay up to date on everything. Uh, We have very nice admins. (laughs) <laughs> who do their best to keep things on an even keel We haven't really had any dust-ups on ours yet Don't take that as a challenge Chris Merrill I know where I know where it's going to start I know exactly where it's going to start So uh, also uh, Find us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe Don't forget we're available wherever Podcasts are sold and by sold of course we mean given away for free so uh that's it for this one who are we talking to next week we are talking to dave cohen awesome otherwise known as miracle man miracle man awesome so we have that to look forward to thanks for tuning in and until next time keep peddling